What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Colors. Oh, man, we got a reduced crew in the <laughs> studio today. Howell Tegan, Reed Connell for flowgrappling.com here. Once again, man, it has been a minute. It's been too long. It's been ages, It's been man. too long since What's we've done one on? of these, right? We've been busy. We've been all over the place. It's been hard to get even two of us in the studio, but finally, we got two of us. Chase is out gallivanting through Europe again. Again. The guy doesn't stop. Will's yep. doing some uh, some fitness stuff, yep. CrossFit games or something or other. I don't know. Those guys are lifting heavy things up and putting them back down again. So just you and I this week. Just you and I. And you brought the no Nutella shirt. You brought the Nutella shirt. I did. I'm <laughs> no Nutella, just roots. Just to reiterate, just so everybody knows, no Nutella here. Big shout out to Bouchesha. Thank you for the t-shirt right there. Of course, this is the famous patch that he had on his ass in, uh, in <laughs> Worlds, was. right? Yeah. And everybody was like, why does Bouchesha hate Nutella? It's delicious, right? Well, do you want to explain what the Nutella thing is? I guess it's like the, I always say the fake chocolate, right? Nutella's like fake chocolate, so it's like a fake black belt. So it's like uh, somebody who's soft, somebody who's didn't put the work in, you know, somebody who's uh, less than chocolate, less than black belt, I guess. So no Nutella, no no soft guys, no, you know, none, no. of, this, none of this. It's uh, a rallying cry against the uh, the ongoing kind of like, um, shall we say, pussification of the, <laughs> the modern generation, right? And Bouchesh is all about that old school diehard kill or be killed mentality and he's like hey let's uh let's, let's take it back. back he's staying yeah. Ankly. yeah it's no, i love fun. it i love it i think it's awesome that especially that buchesha is is sort of leading the charge of it man <laughs> it's gonna be cool. anybody it's gonna be him right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> but yeah no natalia here at flow grappling that's for sure we like the old school jujitsu yeah um and speaking of old school jujitsu, one of the reasons we haven't been That's in the true. studio is because we were at Masters Worlds yep. in Las Vegas, and that was a, an absolutely incredible couple of days there, right? Absolutely. Like I always say, man, I really it's my what my third time going to that yep. tournament. Yeah, third time. So, man, I really, really love that tournament. I love Vegas that week. It's such a fun week. It's just like this. Everybody from all over the country, all over the world, really comes into into Vegas. Um, everybody just loving jiu-jitsu. All the, the brands that are there. Travis Stevens was there hanging out. You know, the um, uh, Hibero brothers were there hanging out. I mean, everybody, Not everybody, everybody was, there, was there. You know, Shaolin. We talked to Megaton. Just everybody. It's such a fun celebration of jiu-jitsu. I love, love that week. One of my favorite weeks of the year, hands down. It's a different vibe as well to Absolutely. a lot of tournaments, right? Because what I notice is that at Worlds. At Pans, wherever it is, these big major tournaments, if the guys aren't competing, they're usually coaching. So what that means is that they're running from like mat to mat, like coaching their guys through the divisions. True. And at the same time, we're also running mat to mat to like, oh man, there's a semifinal going on here and there's like a, a crucial match happening over there. And oh my God, this division's about to start. So we're constantly sprinting back and forth. Yep. Masters Worlds, uh, there is so much happening that people almost take a step back take a step back and they're like well I can't watch everything so I'm just going to kind of soak it all up mm-hmm. and people are like much more inclined to kind of hang out chill like hang out for like 30 minutes and just chat to friends and I was wandering around and it was like 
you know, oh, he's Cabrinha hanging out at the Alliance booth exactly. with, with the original Jacare, Homero, Homero Jacare, Gigi Piver and Fabio Gurgel just, you know, shooting the shit with anybody who's coming by. And, and then on the other booth, there's the, there's the Checkmat crew and there's Lucas Leitch, Leo Vieira, uh, Bouchesh, uh, you know, uh, Marcelo Mafra, all those guys hanging out, having fun. And it's, it seemed like a much more of a, like you say, a celebration. I kind of like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just, like I said, hands down one of my favorite times to, to go. The guys are just willing to talk about jiu-jitsu. Hey, what are you working on right now? Oh, I'm having trouble with, with this, finishing this choke or something like that. You can talk to the, to the you know, the Michael Jordans of the sport and, and you know, ask them whatever you want. It's, it's such a fun time. They have the seminars, like you mentioned there. They had the Alliance seminar with all those guys. Homolo taught a seminar. So there's plenty to do. Yeah, there were a there. lot of seminars, actually, right? Saul and Shanji did one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Homolo do one, like you said. Mackenzie Dern did a seminar. Um, there was the uh, there was the Checkmate, Leo Vieira and Bouchesha David seminar. Then there was the Alliance seminar. I'm sure I'm missing some as well. Which had but... Bernardo Faria and, and Cobrinha in there as well. So I had a lot of talent on one mat. So. Yeah, yeah. So they, I love the seminars. You know, so if you if you're a brown belt or something, you know, and you and you um, compete the first day, well, you have four other days where you can do the seminars, hang out, you know, like I said, uh, Travis Stevens was giving pointers to people, uh, the Hibero booth was was cranking, they were doing jiu-jitsu pretty much, you know, all day, every day somebody was. So I like that, cool. that, the way they had like, just, yeah, they had a, a little booth, and it was mats, yeah. and there was like nothing for sale, it was just the Hibero Association guys hanging out, and like, at various times during the day, like, they would just start up impromptu clinics, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, Travis Stevens would put his gi on, come over, and it would be him and Saulo looking at like, gripping strategies, while everybody's just like... Wow! Yeah, this. Hang on, this this is for free right now. Yeah, you know? no, actually, they they were saying you could come up if you. I mean, if you lost your match or got submitted or, or, or lost your match or something like that, go to the, their booth and they'll break down why you got your guard passed or why you got choked or whatever. They're gonna break down exactly what you should have done out of that position to to have won the match. Wow! So like him and Travis Stevens were there too. They were they were breaking down people's matches. Like they people were just coming off the mat and being like, "Man, I just I just lost. I just got bone arrow choked." And they'd be like, "Well." Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was that's so cool. That's yeah. so badass, man. It's such a fun time. If you guys have never done Masters Worlds, if you do one tournament a year, I really recommend Masters Worlds. It's such a fun tournament. Um, you're gonna get a lot out of it. So definitely, if you compete once, do Masters Worlds, man. It's a yeah. fun one. And you're over thirty. It's a, it's a serious <laughs> tournament as well, is, though, right? Is, Let, let's true. let's like just it's remove not an easy one. The, no, let's remove the masters from the equation a sec, and just remember or remind people that this is a legit world championships, and people come from all over the planet to come and to, to, to take part in this tournament, and the level is very very high. I mean, we're looking at the the Masters 1, Masters 2, Masters 3, Masters 4. There are some legendary names in those divisions. You know, we had guys like, there was Josh Hinger, there was Flavio Almeida, there was Megaton, there was Alexandre Soka. There was uh, just just really, really high-level guys out there. And even... Some guys were like still active in the adult divisions, like Jake McKenzie, Keishinho, you know, Cyborg, Cyborg, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, some very, very high level guys, but competing in divisions that uh, sometimes, man, there was like sixty guys in some of these black belt divisions. You know, pretty much no matter what, blue, purple, brown, black, you are gonna have five, six plus matches. Like no matter what, thing they're only six minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that is nice though. That's another another plus for the tournament. I think. Yeah, six minute matches are fun to watch. Yeah, they are. and they don't drag, and you know, so it keeps the, the, the tournament moving and, and everything. So it's like, you know, there's always a new match coming up. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about Masters Worlds. It's, it's yeah. a fun one. It's a fun and one. 
I, sure. I, I want to talk as well about some of the, uh, the events that went on around the Masters Worlds. But uh, real quick, standout performances. Like, anybody in particular who you thought, oh, wow, that was good. Standout performances, I mean, I think you got to start off talking by uh, talking about Rafael Formiga there, Barbosa. Oh, yeah. Uh, from, from Soul Fighters. I got to go up to Soul Fighters when he was preparing for Masters World, see how he's preparing with Joao Hosha. And, and, and he did double gold, right? He did double gold, yeah. He did uh, Masters 1. What did he do? Middleweight gold and um, absolute gold. And I know he's been hunting for that for, for a while. You know, uh, last year, I think maybe he ran into Rafael Lovato Jr. in the semifinals. And uh, maybe the year before that, maybe ran into somebody like a Shanji or something, somebody just way bigger. And, and, and um, but this, this year obviously was his, it was his year. He's a, well, now he's a five-time Masters World Champion, I believe. So uh, shout out to Rafael Formiga. He looked on fire uh, on the week and, and definitely, I think, deserves, deserves my props for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, what a choice. Uh, yeah. Guys, phenomenal, really excellent display of technical jiu-jitsu. Um, I really enjoyed watching a couple of really notable names. Like, it was a lot of fun to see Cyborg go up. Um, you know, crazy the fact that he fought an Olympic wrestler in his yeah. first match. Yeah, you that's, know? A great, that's a great um, little story there. Yeah, sure. so uh, I, I believe the guy's name was Adam Wheeler, correct? Mm -hmm. And um, he took bronze in Greco-Roma Greco wrestling at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Which is and, uh, an incredible, incredible yeah, achievement. You even know? getting to the Olympics, but yeah. no less to make the podium. And uh, and Cyborg uh, tapped him out first round. So yeah, like, yeah. Was, you can tell like, it was <laughs> yeah it was a first round, and you, you could tell Cyborg was um, maybe not nervous, but he was just like, man, first first round match. I gotta <laughs> I gotta go up against this. Uh, you know, he's a big dude. Adam Wheeler's a, a big guy now, yeah. and um, and yeah, he's a, a Greco-Roman wrestler, so a, a Olymp Olympic wrestler. So you know, he's tough no matter what. So <laughs> that's like a tough outing for anybody. But yeah, Cyborg did end up getting the, um, a triangle, a slick triangle on him. Man, Gutu Campos looked really good, took double gold at Masters 2. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a guy called Sergio Zimmerman as well who uh, ran through the Masters 3 and uh, five submissions, didn't get a point scored on him. Wow. That was just impressive. Wow. Uh, Flavio Almeida looked great as well in taking gold in his division, Masters 2. Flavio was always fun to watch. Yep. Yeah, some, uh, some uh, like we're saying, some real nice old school jujitsu, you know, oh, like big takedowns. That's true. And, it's, you, you, know, you, don't, you don't see a lot of double guard pulls at Masters Worlds. You <laughs> no, really, you don't. really don't. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a joke, but you really don't see it. You it know? is. It's like you see a lot of uh, guys fighting for grips and guys fighting for takedowns, and so yeah, that makes it fun too. But yeah, man, Masters World, what a, what a lot of fun. And then, of course, the uh, there was there was a tournament running simultaneously, exactly. right? So if, even if you are, even if you can't do Masters Worlds, you could still have done the um, the Las Vegas Open or the there was the um, the Novice Open as well, right? So you, for white belts and 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 there was kids so, tournament yeah, and nogi. So it's like it was like man, crazy. So <laughs> in total, there was uh, twenty seven mats running at the same time six of those were for the las vegas open the other 21 were for the for the masters um but we saw some pretty good action as well over in that little corner right there um probably Man, the 20, biggest 21 mats for masters worlds and then yeah. what there was another six mats another i six, guess yeah. so it was like it was hard to keep your eye <laughs> it <on>. was pumping <laughs> yeah but, but uh, i think probably the biggest story um from that particular tournament was uh the phenomenon himself the young man roberto jimenez or yeah. jimenez yeah. um who wow he made a statement shall we say purple belt double gold one weight and absolute um but something happened in the absolute final do you want to do you want to describe yeah, what man, happened roberto there? jimenez huh? this guy's on fire i think and uh, yeah he had a good weekend at the las vegas open um but um i don't know where do you start do i guess do you start 
with him getting promoted to, to brown belt? Or you? Well, want to talk how about did he get there? How did he get yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. So. He had, so he had the Las Vegas Open, um, and he's been just on fire. Obviously, he, he won uh, double gold at Worlds. You know, looked great there, and then um, had this tournament here and fought Tynan Dalpra there from AOJ, who who it seems like I'm not sure if they've ever fought before, but it does seem like they have a bit of a, a rivalry. Yeah, I don't think they had, because you think about it, Tynan won blue belt at, uh, at Worlds, right? And then got promoted to purple on the podium. So mm-hmm. this would have been one of his... I mean, he's fought a purple they, a few times since, but... But they, w- they were around um, the juvenile you know, scene for a long time. Yeah, I guess sure. they're possibly circling around each other. I'm not sure if they did have a face-off, but... Mm-hmm. I know they're familiar with each other. I know they know sure. each other. You know, I know they're... Um, but their paths crossed in Las Vegas. Yeah, their paths crossed in Vegas, and I, I think they've even exchanged some some uh, barbs on social media and stuff like that. I'm not too mm. sure. Uh, maybe Will could shed some light on that. But um, yeah, and eventually they fought. I believe it was the finals uh, at the Las Vegas Open, man. And I think it's it's a match that uh, both of them had been hotly anticipating pr- pretty much the whole week. Probably they knew that they were going to face each other, and um, maybe it was the absolute division, though. It was. It was, abs- it was it the was. absolute division. They met in the absolute I'm final. Thinking, yeah. yeah, it was the absolute final. That's right. Okay. Um, and man, yeah, um, Roberto ended up taking um, taking Tynan's back and, and choking him, and then he kind of. Um, went out and, and he had he had the patch on his butt that said all natural steroid you know steroid free jujitsu and he was not uh, did not hold back I don't think in the match and, and as soon as he, he won he, he jumped up and he you know slapped his slapped his butt and showed everybody the uh, the 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 um it was a tense moment yeah <laughs> it was a very tense moment yeah, right yeah especially he basically he turned around and he pointed it in the direction of the guys of the AOJ, AOJ guys there's a picture there the that like Columbus yeah. got there where you can see it's yeah the whole AOJ crew including Guy Mendez is is sitting up there and he didn't look um, too enthusiastic about uh, no let's be let's be clear you know first of all we don't know if the if the particular steroid free jujitsu thing applies to those guys sure, or sure, not it's it's just it's something that Roberto uh, he's been very vocal about the fact that he claims that he is free of PEDs, um, but other people close to him have thrown some thinly veiled accusations without calling anybody out specifically, but uh, directed it at certain other teams. Um, now, we've no idea whether that's true or not. It's just the baseless accusations. There's no evidence to support that one way or the other. But, you know, passions were high, right? The the, the blood was rushing after getting that big win. And um, and he, let's, let's be clear, I mean, that was that was kind of like a, a strong statement in their direction. You don't get much stronger than yeah. bending over and slapping your <laughs> yeah. ass at somebody. But um, it, but he did apologize since then for his conduct. He right? did, yeah. He he did. We, I, did, I did the interview, and he did apologize for his conduct. And I, I'm always down to give people a pass, especially, you know, in those... Um, you know, those, he did the moments. Yeah, those, those really intense yeah. moments where the adrenaline is just through the roof, and you're... This guy's trying to choke you unconscious, and and you're trying to break his arm. You know, like I do think that those are those are pretty intense situations. And if some emotions boil up in in that moment, uh, you know, I'm I'm always down to to give people a pass. I think that's that's fair fair play. But he did apologize, but he you know didn't didn't exactly back away from his comments about um, or from. Well, no, he doubled down in that he says that, that it is a problem that exists in jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu, right? just generally. Yeah. yeah, and I think that, you know, he'll, he's certainly not alone in that sentiment, you know. In, in every single sport in the world, I'm sure people have the same feelings, but in jiu-jitsu, it is a topic that's discussed regularly. Um, but we have to be absolutely clear that, you know, it is, it is purely 
opinion-based. It's hearsay. There's never been any evidence to indicate that. But it's a, f- a few times, open. I guess, here and there. But yeah, but it, I mean, sort of particularly in those people involved in this situation. Gotcha, gotcha. But. Um, it is it is an interesting like talking point though because it really does ask the question is like are there are there teenage kids actually going out there and doing something like this in pursuit of you know enhancing their performance mm. that that's a that's a topic that certainly got people's attention right that's true yeah and I remember at, at Worlds too when he won. Um when he won the absolute division at Worlds, beat Mason Fowler in the finals, and immediately he ran off the mat screaming, "All natural, all natural, steroid free!" Like it, it, I can tell, it's it's something that he, that Roberto specifically is very, very passionate about is being all natural. You know, he, he seems like he's very uh, health conscious these days. He's very into his diet and very into what he's putting into his body and but stuff. But the funny like. thing is that he's been accused of that kind of stuff himself. Sure, right? Yeah, it seems like it goes that way, right? It's yeah, like both sides of the coin, kind of. Because, you know, there are obviously people out there who will look to anybody who's uh, enjoying any level of success. Yeah. And they will either look to belittle that success or they will look to, um, they'll basically, they'll look to kind of justify their success as as the result of some kind of shortcut or cheat, you know. And sometimes they just aren't willing to accept that, number one, somebody is super talented. Number yep. two, that they work super hard, yep. you know, and that they've got a lot of natural advantages on this side and unnatural advantages like they happen to train in one of the best gyms in the world or the access to the best instructors and the best yep. training partners. Yep. So, you know, it, the, the accusations go both ways and you have to ask yourself sometimes, man, like, really? Is it is it as bad as you think? Yeah. Or are you just making excuses for, so? Yeah, because it's I, easy to lob them when you're... You know, just sitting there typing on your phone on, on the couch is easy to lab, <laughs> lab those ac- accusations. But man, I did get to go to uh, Roberto's gym, Roberto and, and his father's gym there in Las Vegas. Um, they were running a little camp um, right right up to the up to the uh, Masters Worlds. Uh, Cabrinha as well did one at in, in Las Vegas, I believe. Um, but Lucas Lepre was at um, was at uh, Roberto's gym, and I got to go train there with those guys. And yeah, trust me, he's working hard. You know, he's not he's not uh, you know. He's definitely working hard out there. He's got Lucas with him pretty much all the time, it seems like. I got to roll with Lucas Lepre, too. That oh, was he did? Incredible. It was oh, so much fun. Man. It was awesome. That guy's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to um, Roberto, and Roberto was like, when you're rolling with, with Lucas, it's just like you feel like a yo-yo, and he's the hand, and, and he's just like yo-yoing you around wherever he wants, doing whatever, he, you know. It's just like you're just kind of along for the ride when you roll with Lucas. But, man, that, that was a good time. Lucky you. Um, speaking of promotions, there's been another big uh, oh, yeah, got, and then you promotion. Got, and then after oh, yeah, that, we missed that we out. We missed yeah. that. Because then, then after that, <laughs> he got promoted to brown belt, which is kind of crazy. It's, that's an also crazy thing because he, he was basically in a purple belt for just exactly one year. Yeah. You know, uh, in IBJJF, you know, rules. Purple belt, 18 months. You need to, yeah, you're, you're, you're ineligible to compete uh, until the 18-month period has been has been completed. So I think he's been like, what, a purple belt for like, say, 14, 15 months? I, he said it was it, Basically, exactly a year. Oh, uh, from August. Yeah. August, oh, wow. Okay. August. Um, right. Yeah, August 2017 was when he got his purple belt. I guess is what he said. So. Gotcha. And uh, so basically, he got promoted to brown belt because uh, his his dad, you know, Raul was saying to us, he's like, well, what else is there for him? It's like he won world, double gold, submitted everybody, ten opponents, you know, <laughs> and now he's gone out and he's beaten some it'd of the other. It'd be cool to make him go through that again. Again, yeah, exactly. Know. I mean, and he's gone out there and he's beaten. Um, some of the other best purple belts out there. He tapped out Mateus Rodriguez and um, and Tyna Dalpera at the Las Vegas Open. And those guys are just, you know, absolutely on fire as well. So what else is there for him? And and his response was that actually he's going to take a bit of a, a detour and he's going to focus on no gi 
And he's going to go to the ADCC trials, right? Yeah, man, I love this. I love wow. this. I think ADCC this or next year and the ADCC trials this year are just going to be absolutely bananas, man. And I think, uh, yeah, Roberto said that he's, he's focusing on ADCC trials. You know, I think a lot of guys now are going to be switching gears. You know, I think it's officially Nogi season now after Masters Worlds is over. It's officially Nogi season 100%. And Roberto's going to be focusing on uh, ADCC trials. He told me he's going to be doing ADCC East Coast trials. Um, so that is incredible news. And um, and he's not the only recently promoted athlete who uh, has got their eye on ADCC trials. Because uh, you were in New York very recently. You caught up with Devontae Johnson of Unity Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. And uh, Devontae just got the black belt tied around his waist. And uh, some people would say, man, about time. Yeah, right. Because that kid's kind of been around we were, forever. We were you know? wondering, right? We were, we were, we were yeah. We were asking. Murillo kept uh, everybody on tender hooks, you know, wondering when he was going to make the uh, make the move. And, and that was it. He tied it around his waist. And now Devontae um, going to be mixing it up with the... Uh, with the main guns, man, in the in the in the black belt division, that's a that's a big step up, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's a super heavyweight world champion at brown belt, right? So, um, you know, that's I don't know if he's gonna be doing super heavyweight or, or heavyweight, but you know, he's a great a new addition to those um, heavier weight classes. Um, I'm sure he'll definitely be mixing it up with um, a lot of those guys. I love to see him against like someone like an Herberth. And, and um, you know, I know he's fought Gordon a couple times, so I'd, I'd like to see that one again, too. Well, it, it won't be long before we see him in action because uh, he signed up for the Nogi Pans, IBJJF Nogi Pans, which takes place in New York, uh, September 15th, 16th. Um, so we'll wasting no that. time for his Black Belt debut, huh? No, pretty, I mean, it's sweet. in his backyard as well, you know? True, like, true. you know, Unity is just right there in Midtown and... And this is up in Harlem, so it's a, it's a perfect opportunity. And the new Nogi Pants is such a New York tournament as well. It always brings out like the main kind of like faces from the New York scene. Always a heavy alliance, Marcelo Garcia presence. Yeah, yeah. Unity always... have won the team title I think last year, and they were on the podium a few years before. They're always there out, and of course Henzo Gracie. And they're sending they're sending <laughs> one very very big name to the Nogi Pants. Drum roll, please. Da, da, da. It is. Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan. Gordon F. Ryan III, to, to <laughs> use his full name. That's not a joke. He really is Gordon F. Ryan III. Third. Uh, man, it's just crazy to think there were two other Gordon Ryans before him, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, Gordon is going to be in at the ultra heavyweight division. This is his comeback to IBJJF competition wow the first did, time since november 2015 wow november when 15. believe it or not so much has changed oh yeah I remember, I little there. gordon I, young gordon brown belt gordon went to nogi worlds 2015 and won lightweight gold <laughs> yeah. lightweight gold brown belt world champion yeah man that is uh that seems like a lifetime ago. right not yeah. even three years and a lot has happened since then for gordon of course he became one of the most Notorious and and most respected. It, it was pretty much like, like right after that he he like blew up. He like went on a tear. Right, twenty sixteen was his coming he out. He decided party. that yeah. he was like gonna win everything. He started calling people out, and you know he just steadily went up in weight. He took on bigger and bigger matches, and obviously you know like captured or was it three EBIs. You know, took out a bunch of names in, you know, super fights like Keenan Cornelius and etc. And then, of course, capped it off with one of his biggest, well, the biggest achievement, gold medal at ADCC 2017. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Silver medal in the absolute division, let's not forget. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, and then he hasn't really competed a lot this year either at all. So one match, yeah, yeah. He's one. had one match all year. Contractual issues, health problems, a number of things have kept him off the mat, and um, he's back at it now. He's uh, he said that he wants to go. He said that he's still kind of recovering from the health problems. But you were at the gym recently, and Henzo's right. You saw him training. How's he look? Yeah, I did. He, he didn't seem. Um ill or anything like that to me he um he definitely was was out there training with all the guys no gi and then he was afternoon training still training in the the gi as well you know training with a lot um a lot of those uh, judo guys that that he has that he has um at henzo's now that's something that i'm I'm sure a lot of people would like to see yeah he's he's still training in the gi though that's so he's still working on that too Um, so maybe he uh he he will follow through on that that you know those promises he's been making to uh to get in there and mix it up in the world championships next year yeah it's true i mean also next year is the adcc year right so he'll you know i'm sure he'll be back to defend his title and and be looking for an absolute gold this time around so you have to think that he's going to be switching to to no you know full-time at some point next year so hopefully he does get a, a gi tournament or two or it would be awesome to see him at worlds that would be incredible yeah um but um well yeah man like i said i think adcc is gonna be crazy Devante also told me that he that you know he's focused on on adccs now oh the trials are coming up we the can expect a lot up. of guys to uh to come out for that for sure but um Going back to the Nogi Pans real quick, because it's coming up. It's right around the corner. It's just over a week away. And, um, man, it seems that this is this is going to be something of a party because uh, we got a lot of really good names signed up for this. Yeah. Just run through some of them real quick. Of course, we mentioned Gordon Ryan is signed up. Uh, you got Kainan Duarte, the, uh, the up-and-coming black belt from Atos right there. If you're, if you're a black belt and who hasn't signed up for the ultra-heavyweight division <laughs> yet in New York, like, what are you doing? What yeah, you because everybody else has. <laughs> yeah, Gianni, Gianni Grippo signed up at ultra-heavy, but that was a clever little trick because he basically did that as a way of like, hey, let's just uh, remind people, you know, I'm a, I'm a two-time Pan Nogi champion. This is, my, this is my home turf, you know, coming back for my third title. Uh, and all you guys are talking about is Gordon Ryan, right? <laughs> and, you know, let's, uh, let's just put the guys on notice. So what did he do? He signed up for Ultra Heavy, but he's going to obviously compete at his natural weight class. He and he'll go in at lightweight. But uh, he did say, though, he did say to me, like, you know, don't be surprised if I jump in the absolute He did as well. do the absolute division last year. He's too, done right? it before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and for a few times. So, um, and he won't be alone. There's a, a bunch of other guys, obviously, from uh, Alliance Marcelo Garcia. Still waiting for a couple of big names to come through. Um, we did hear that Marcus Tanaco is going to be competing as well. He hasn't signed up as yet. I saw Dante's n- name on there. Dante like Leon is in Dante. the mix. Enrico Coco, Marcelo Mafra, also known as La Pella, Dustin Agbari. Uh, we got Herbert Burns. Um, we got Jeremiah Vance from 10th Planet. We got Jackson Souza. We got Nick Calvanese, uh, Thiago Sa, Rafael Vasconcelos mentioned, Devonte Johnson. We got uh, Tex Johnson. Man, AJ Agazam's jumped in there as well. Now, <laughs> AJ followed Gianni's lead by signing up for the ultra heavyweight division, but we're not sure if he's joking or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You can never tell with AJ. Who knows? Never try, to, try to figure out what AJ is going to do tomorrow. That's <laughs> good luck. Keep, keep you busy. <laughs> but he said that he would love the opportunity of welcoming Gordon Ryan back to IBJJF Rules competition. Those, no love lost between those guys. Yeah, right? it didn't seem like Gordon was too too happy about uh, about him signing up for the ultra heavyweight division. He seemed uh, <clears throat> kind of ticked off about it, actually. You know? Speaking of, let's have a look at Gordon's statement on this. <clears throat> I may have to censor some certain <laughs> words in this. AJ, that you think gives you the right to ask to compete against me, 
You think I should even acknowledge your existence? The last time you won a super fight against a black belt world medalist, ADCC medalist, EBI champion that's under 80 years old, <laughs> I was still a white belt. You're nothing more than a poor little midget that's not worth my time to even respond to, but know this. If we meet at Nogi Pants, <laughs> I will take your soul. That's oh, a promise. Man. Damn, what a clapback. Those guys used to be friends, I thought. Didn't they? Didn't they used to be buddy-buddy? I mean, they used to train together. They used to train together, They used right? to train together, yeah. Doesn't look like uh, they're too friendly now, I Not guess. anymore, but that just <laughs> adds some spice to things. Uh, I actually really hope that AJ sticks to the Ultra Heavy now. Of course. I mean, you know, he... he he has a GoFundMe going as well. Um, I'm not quite sure, like what, what means, the, but. no. But I mean, he's got a GoFundMe going, trying to get people raising money, so it, you know, to make him and Gordon happen in the first round. I mean, what happened? He raises the money and then bribes the IBJJF to make the first round. Yeah, match. yeah. Because that's a tough division, man. You got Kynan or Max Jimenez or you know who knows. So yeah, um, they're not the only people in that ultra ultra heavyweight division. It's yeah. pretty stacked. So. Um, well, it's, and that's next weekend, right? That's next weekend, I'll be there in New York for that one. Uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be streamed live on Flow Grappling as well. Nice. Uh, of course, make sure to check that one. There's going to be and so some... there's still going to be some more names popping in there. Probably. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Sign up date is um, still hasn't gone, so we're expecting a few more to come on. Women's divisions are looking really good as well. You got Maisa Bastos in at the black belt there as well. She recently promoted after Worlds. Talita Alencar, Heather Aftery, Patch Fontes. Uh, got some got some good names, Katrina Parrott, Gabrielle Lima. So yeah, should be uh, should be interesting all around. But um, yeah, man, New York's got such that nogi vibe, right? It does. Yeah, I do love I lo do love New York. I, I was in New York for Kasai um, two. I don't even know three weeks ago. When was it? Three four a lifetime weeks? ago. Yeah, yeah, three four weeks ago or something. And uh, got to go around. I got to train at Marcelo's and Unity and and Henzo's and. Um, Man, it's just such a magical place. And you train Nogi at all of those, right? Yeah, yeah, Nogi at all of them. Yep, that was kind of the trend that week for Kasai. Of course, kind of majority, majority uh, Nogi event. But um, I just learned so much jujitsu. Like, you know, you just go in, look, get to take a class from John Danaher. It was an incredible experience. And just going in and, and learning from, from all those different guys. Marillo as well. And... And uh, Paul Schreiner took a, took a class with him. I gotta say, um, if people haven't already, I absolutely recommend that they go back and they watch your vlogs. Oh because yeah, for sure. The, the vlogs from that week give a real, real good kind of feel of what the experience is like to be in New York, and yeah. especially in such a, a kind of a, the buzz around the event and stuff as well. But it's summertime you know, too. Following you like along, fun. along, you know, on the mat and stuff is just yeah. uh, that's, that's quite the experience. <laughs> no, for sure. You can watch me get beat up in all the vlogs. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, man, it was, didn't look a good time in some of the value. You look like you some, were suffering. Some, uh, I was just in survival mode for sure. <laughs> you know, you never know what, what's coming around the corner, so you just like gotta survive. <laughs> but uh, no. If you have never been to New York, I 100% recommend going there and and go training there. All three of those gyms are just like right around the corner from each other. You can stay a couple days, train, train all those places. You're gonna learn so much. Such an incredible place to go. Thanks to all those guys for letting me go in and, and train and, and vlog and everything. Had a, such a fun time. Kasai was incredible too. So yeah. that was fun. Well, speaking of no gi grappling, we've uh, we've got some going on right now actually, and um, for the first time ever. We've got the UWW World Grappling Championships taking place. Um, it's in Kazakhstan, of all places, over there in Central Asia. And um, it's a, a slightly different format to what we're, or what the majority of people in the grappling community are used to, right? Because yeah. 
let's be very, very clear. It's grappling, it has submissions, has takedowns, has points for control positions, but this is not jujitsu, right? This is very, very different. This is a, uh, this is really like submission grappling, submission wrestling style. It's, um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it looks the same. You know, you've got, sure. you've got like five, six minute matches. Uh, you got, you know, like I said, you've got points for takedowns, passing the guard. You've got points for sweeps, reversals. You've got submissions. But there's just enough difference there to, to kind of flip it on its head. And we were watching some of the action earlier. What did you think? I mean, yeah, we were watching a, a whole bunch today. And the, the matches are, are fast paced. You know, they, they, they go. Uh, it's a, re- a lot of wrestling, which is cool. Um, and of course, the, you know, a lot of these Eastern European countries, you know, it's in Kazakhstan, there's a lot of Russians there, Ukrainians there, so, so a lot of them have a very good wrestling, right? yeah, <laughs> you know, very do. high-powered wrestling, so you see some big double legs, some big takedowns and things, um, but there's still, still plenty of jiu-jitsu, we saw plenty of triangles, and uh, oh, that was a slick, we saw a slick... Um, you showed me a slick... Uh, Rear naked choke? No, no, no. Uh, Nogi Ezekiel. Yes. Choke, which, yeah. you, never, you never really see that. Yeah. Um, but today's, today was just, what, the, the younger younger uh, cats? Yeah, and- today was uh, school schoolboys, schoolgirls, uh, cadets, novices, and uh, and veterans as well. So the, the first two days are going to be gi. Uh, sorry, no gi today, uh, gi tomorrow. And they're going to be basically running through all those divisions. And then um, Saturday, Sunday... Uh, are going to be the gi and no gi divisions, but for the the adults. And that's going to be the main ones to watch, and Saturday, that, Sunday. And then that's where the meows are going to be competing, right? We yeah, had, had so this is, this is the really interesting thing, right? Now, it's not a case of you just sign up and you head out to this tournament, right? Not like anybody can just join in. You go, you're representing your country. Mm-hmm. You've, been, you've been selected for the national team. And Brazil have never really had a strong presence at this kind of tournament. Which is crazy, considering that, you know, it's they're the ones who... Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> the ones who put it on the map, right? Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be doing this, right? However, uh, it's, you know, a case of, like, it has to be done through the National Federation and stuff. And yeah, this is yeah. why a lot of countries, they don't send a team because they don't have that in place. USA send a team. Poland, Italy, Spain, Romania, like you said, Russia, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Um, you know, you'll see Japanese team there. You'll even see teams from countries like Philippines, Panama and stuff. It's a truly international tournament wow. with, with grapplers from all over the world. Wow. Now, this year, Brazil put together a team. And the crazy thing is that both Joao and Paolo are competing. And they're representing their country there in Kazakhstan up against some of the toughest dudes out of Russia, out of the Central Asian, Eastern European countries and stuff. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the kind of the clash of styles, you know, what it results in. Because, you know, meows aren't really known for shooting double legs. <laughs> no? No? I know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, they are some of the best grapplers in the world you know, doing what they do. But it's a whole different challenge competing in like a, you know, a rule set that you're not used to and, uh, you know, in a country where you don't speak the language. And, you know, so it, it will be interesting to see how that all pans out, i got to say. And in this one, if you if you uh, pull guard, you the other guy gets two points. It's, it counts as a takedown for the other kind guy, Kind of like right? ADCC, yeah. It's not minus points. It's considered it's like, a, yeah, two points for the other guy. So if, uh, if you and I come out and if I pull guard and I don't right. sweep or reverse within three seconds, you get the points for that. As it's for a takedown, basically. As if it's for a takedown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And another little difference as well is that um, any reversal, any time somebody comes up from bottom onto the top, counts as a reversal. So it doesn't have to be a sweep action by the guard. Like, if I bridge and roll you from side control, 
then I get points for that. Really? Yeah. So any time I get out from bottom and I get out on the top. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's uh, it's it's, so it's slightly different, different rules, right? Yeah. Everybody, so we're so used to the IBJJF rule set, especially I think here. But uh, it, it is nice to see a new fresh rule set like the UWW that really rewards takedowns, rewards kind of um, the more wrestling side of and things. And they make you hustle because yeah. they're constantly on the whistle and which they're like, a, go, go, go. Yeah, which is the thing I love about wrestling. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times the uh, UWW wrestling, the, the, the same way, you know, 10, 30 seconds into the match, like somebody's hit for stalling pretty much if there's no, not a takedown yet. So It's crazy as well because there are two, uh, there are two big rules um, which, you know, are very, very different as well for the uh for the for uww grappling um the first one is that they have overtime as well so if it's a if it's a, a, a you know a deadlock at, at the end of the regulation period then they have a one minute overtime kind of similar to what you think oh yeah ebi overtime no almost you can choose to start you get a coin toss who wins choose a starting position you either start in the back or you start in an armbar mm-hmm. okay but you got one minute if you submit the guy in that time period you win over. If he escapes, he wins. Oh, that's, that's brutal, really huh? tough. You that's think about brutal. it, right? You don't get a chance to kind of balance that back out. It is do or die, so man. If, if the if you win the coin toss, can you choose? You choose the position. You choose the starting position, but you have to attack. Oh, you have so to attack. So if anything, you, win, you, have you to might attack. think, man, I kind of want to lose the coin toss because I could probably defend for a minute easier than submitting a guy. Yeah, with a minute, yeah. right. Yeah. Crazy. And the other big rule that I love... I wonder how how that shakes out, but that's an interesting way to do it. It is. And the other big rule that I love, 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 man, they allow leg reaping. Mm, In the gi, no less. You can reap, but you just can't heal. And they they still walk out of (laughs) of the tournament? Nobody's knees explode. Like, I know, right? Who would (laughs) have thought it? And... uh, and it's kind of crazy because you see the, the kids' divisions as well. They can do everything the adults can. They're, so they're toe-holding each other. and they're... Me barring. <laughs> the whole works, man. It's slamming each other. It's crazy. It's great, though, because those kids do it. We were watching some kids' matches, yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, those kids. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not 15. <laughs> yeah. They're little savages. So I'm really intrigued to see how it goes because the meows are going to be competing in both gi and no gi. Gotcha. And, um, Been a while since we've seen Paolo, too. So it'd be yeah. good to see Paolo. Yeah. And to be honest, you won't recognize any of the opponents that they're going up against. You know, these guys from countries such as Russia, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, wherever it might be. But you can guarantee that it is the best that those countries have to offer because they have internal, like, selection, like, competitions, like, Mm -hmm. trials and stuff, right? They're, like, everybody who represents the Russian team, basically the Russian nationals winners. So as all the Russians get together to face off, and then the winners go through and represent Russia at this. So you know that they're going to be tough, right? Yeah, yeah, and, we, you know, we keep talking about it. We keep hearing about how jiu-jitsu is growing so fast all over the world you know so i'm sure this is the chance to see how good exactly, it is exactly so yeah I've, I've been pleasantly surprised i gotta say i've seen some really cool stuff it's definitely a little you know different flavor like yeah. a, a, a regional differences and stuff but ultimately it's still just it's you love watching right? jiu-jitsu baby. yeah and um speaking of the meow brothers uh one thing i wanted to mention is the fact that we've got the uh, a brand new series of Joao Meow techniques up on the website as well. Um, we were taking a look at those earlier, right? Just yep. before the podcast started, some guard passing. What do you think? Oh, man, it's incredible. You know, I love uh, Joao's style. So to hear, hear it straight from the horse's mouth, you know, he's, he's doing it in Portuguese, but um, you, know, you get the translation, so it still works. Um, but yeah, you know, Joao's one of the most technical guys out there. So to be able to get those, techni- get those details straight from him, right on flowgrappling.com. 
And you know what I love as well? Like he competed that week. We filmed it where we're in Las Vegas, Masters Worlds, and he competed and won at the Las Vegas Open. He competed at 135 pounds, okay? And I asked him to show pressure passes, yeah? (laughs) And man, he's demoing these passes and his, his partner was kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> just 135 the pounds. Looks like 235, man. He was just like, just grinding through, just super heavy, sticky pressure. And, and we were looking at the techniques and stuff. There's just no space, right? It's incredible how yeah. tight it is. So. Yeah, no, I, I got to roll with Paolo when I was in New York in that. Ooh. So I know what it feels like firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> Miserable. <Yeah. laughs> And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up on the site over the next couple of weeks and months. Um, Obviously, big news is that ADCC, we mentioned it briefly earlier. We got the trials coming up in October, November. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for that. European trials, live on flow grappling, uh, October 6th. That's from Romania. And then November 3rd is the, uh, the the Jersey, the East Coast Trials, New Jersey there. You're going to be heading over to that one, I'll Ryan. be there. It was great. In 2016, I was there. That was, you know, kind of one of the breakout moments for, for Nicky Ryan. He, he ended up getting third place there. Um, so I'm sure this this time around, it's going to be even bigger. Even Word on the street better. is we're, we're expecting a lot of guys for this. A one lot too, of guys. Right? I think yeah. Nicky will probably be back for that one, if, if I have a feeling. Yeah, and like we said, Roberto, Devante, I think everybody's going to be wanting that, uh, that ADCC invite this year. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Great thing about the, uh, the ADCC trials as well is that you basically you've got two chances. You do. Right? Because yeah. they have the East Coast trials in November. And then I think, I think there's still TBD, but they're looking at the, the, you know, the, the early part of next year for the West Coast trials as well. Maybe February, something like that. But um, that would be that would be absolutely badass, right? Like, you know, you go to the one, maybe you don't get the result you wanted, so you go back and you, you, you know, maybe get that gold medal at the second <laughs> one and you punch your ticket to ADCC. Yeah, last ADCC West Coast trials, that's where we had um, Gordon versus Leandro and uh, we had the, you know, crazy super fights. That was, that was an awesome event too. So I'm sure West Coast trials would, will be good this year or next year as well. Um, I'm just getting excited the fact that ADCC's coming back around. Dude, I'm so excited about ADCC. It's going to be great. Like I said, it's going to be even bigger this year or next year. So I'm, I'm super excited for ADCC trials to get going, definitely. And we do have a ton of events this yeah. month, September. 11 live events on flowgrappling.com. 11. That Dang. is a lot. So you got some free time. We, yeah. we can fill it up for you. Uh, we have got um, Fight to Win, 85, 86, 87... <laughs> And the subversive by Fight to Win as well, which That's is a uh, brand new, yeah, five five versus five team challenge. Got Tenth Planet, Carlson Gracie, um, got CSW Combat Submission Wrestling, and Lloyd Irvin. Wow, that's going to be really interesting. Got at least Submission League from Tijuana, Mexico, Grapple Fest Two from Liverpool, England. All over um, the world, huh? These events. Rise Submission Invitational for New York. Yeah, three professional submission uh, only grappling events right there. Pan Nogi Jiu-Jitsu, as we said. Also got uh, the Abu Dhabi Grand Slam in Los Angeles. And we got King of Mats, which is the return of their professional tournament as well, invitation only. Um, Man, just so much happening in September. It's the perfect time to sign up, right? It It, really is. It is the perfect time to sign up. Also, we're going to sweeten the deal a little bit, right? We are, because (laughs) if you want to sign up, like right now, you have the opportunity. Very, very limited offer between now and the end of the day, September 7th. That's Friday, September 7th. You can get a free free limited edition Flow Grappling t-shirt. 
and um, valid for anybody who signs up for an annual subscription or upgrades your monthly subscription to an annual subscription. Boom. Free t-shirt. I want one of those t-shirts. Me too. Are we going to get one of these t-shirts? <laughs> I hope so. Sweet. I like the Do color. I need to sign up to get one? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I hope they get, get us one. Pull some, pull some strings there. But yeah, go check it out. Go look on the site. Sign up for a Flow Grappling account this weekend and uh, get a free, a free t-shirt. And watch countless live events, countless techniques in our growing technique library so much stuff to watch these days yeah put your membership to work guys you know there's no point just signing up for one event and then disappearing there's so much to so stick much around stuff for in there. you know yeah. uh we were looking at it earlier and, and just alone from the uww event right now in kazakhstan um got a few there's hundred, 318 hundred. matches Just from today, we got three more days to go. Go back, check out those guys. Go to arena.flowgrappling.com. Check out the brackets. Oh, yeah. Check out the uh, the uh, interactive brackets and the match links right there as well. And um, man, it really is. Yeah, it just aids the viewing experience a lot, right? Yep. So if you got a slow weekend, we already got 300 matches for you to watch to go through this weekend. Probably three, four hundred more tomorrow. So. More coming. <laughs> fight to win this weekend. Fight to win. Big fight to win. And ESL. the ESL is this yeah. weekend. That's Saturday, Sunday. Um, so that's going to be fun, man. Plenty of grappling to be, to be watched. It's Indeed. not over. It's not. It's never over. Guys, it's been a pleasure to have you back with us. Um, maybe uh, we'll have to kind of make this a regular thing again, right? Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. have to do it maybe next week, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week. All right, see you later, guys. Catch you again for the next one.